Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Raw and the Cooked, your home for cooking inspiration plus raw and honest book reviews. Episodes alternate between my two passions, maintaining a simple and efficiently run kitchen and keeping up with this year's hottest books. I hope after each episode, you take away a new idea for your kitchen or a new book recommendation. I'm your host, Dara Boxer, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everybody. You're listening to episode 21. The air is getting chillier. The leaves are turning gorgeous shades of orange and red, and our city is filled with the spookiest and most charming Halloween decorations. It is October, and it is my favorite month of the year. And since today is a book episode, I figured I would share nine magical novels with you in the hopes that you're looking for something spooky and supernatural to read to get you into the Halloween spirit. Also, this list is just simply wonderful. Uh, These are books that I still think about regularly years after I've read them. And that, my friends, is the true sign that a book is wonderful, right? Like when a story you read years ago still gives you chills and floods back all of the emotions. It's just what I love so much about books and reading in general. Okay, so let's get into it. Number one, Magic Lessons by Alice Hoffman, which is actually the prequel to Practical Magic. And I just felt like every single word of Magic Lessons was just seriously so lovely and so wonderful. And it made me really sad to know that I'm 100% mortal and have like absolutely no magical abilities inside of me like whatsoever. Like I I could never be Maria, uh, nor am I a descendant of someone like Maria, uh, who is our main character in Magic Lessons. So yeah. Number two. The Murmur of Bees by Sofia Segovia. And this is a historical fiction set in Northern Mexico in the early 1900s during the Mexican revolution and the Spanish flu, which I know can be um, a little touchy right now, considering that we are still in a pandemic, Uh, but it it was very good and very eye-opening and just lovely. Um, I really felt like I learned so much about the Mexican revolution. Uh, It was great. But uh, more importantly, the novel, um, it just had this like charming, incredible, like magical property to it. It just made you want to like give every character a hug. It was just so great. Um, it was originally written in Spanish and later translated into English. Um, and again, just like every sentence was just poetic and magical. And I personally think there's something really charming about novels that were originally written in a different language and then later translated into English. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it gives it like a little, like something extra, but that's just me. Number three is Circe by Madeline Miller. And I feel like Circe, the Greek goddess, really gets a bad rap for being just like some really mean witch who turns men into pigs um, and just lives alone because she's just like so unbearable and unlikable. Um, But it was really fun to read a book from Circe's point of view um, and seeing that she's like actually kind of sweet and lovable, right? Just got to get to know her the right right way. Um, This book was definitely a fun feminist spin. And it was just very entertaining to read, like, especially if you like Greek mythology, which like who doesn't, right? Number four, uh, I am an unpopular opinion with this book, but I still feel compelled to add it to today's list. Um, so here it goes. Number four is The Ninth House by Lee Bardo. I know, I know. 
I know, I know. I'm an unpopular opinion here. People love this book. They go gaga over Lee Bardo. And I get it. Like I really do. But to me, it felt like reading an R-rated version of Harry Potter who goes to Yale. Um, I found the first half so incredibly boring. I had to force myself to power through because I felt like there had to be something there, right? Like but like the whole time I was reading the first half, I just felt like so lost. Like I had no idea like what I was even reading and just ugh. anyway, but I will say that the second half picked up quite a bit and I very much enjoyed the ending, but I just, I don't think that that makes up for like the painful first half of it. So maybe I'm just not a Lee Bardo fan. Uh, she seems to have quite the loyal fan base or just maybe this just like isn't the right genre for me like I don't know but I just couldn't get into the story the way that I hoped I would so there's that but I'm still putting it on this list because I feel like you'll probably love it and you'll be like yeah you're an unpopular opinion on this one that's fine I'll take it number five is Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell And I have talked about Hamnet before, and I will probably talk about Hamnet until I die because it was a perfect book. Um, It was just a stunning poetic dream. Um, I'm like literally crying um, as I'm talking about this. Uh, It just encompasses the pure love a parent has for their child, like the sibling relationship. Oh my gosh. And like what life after death looks like for the ones that are left behind. Um, The writing was just beyond captivating and seriously like every single sentence, like friends, like I'm still crying. I like literally have goosebumps just thinking about this book. Just read it. So yeah, just read it. Number six, the invisible life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. God, I love this story so, so, so much. Like in addition to the supernatural elements, it leaves you questioning your own life and like, what is life? Like, what is life? And like, what is the purpose? And like, what is a life if no one remembers you? Um, It's just such a beautiful and captivating story with really exceptional writing, a well thought out plot. And it's just lovely. I really enjoyed it. Um, It was long for sure. And it's a slow burn, but by no means doesn't mean it was boring. Um, It was just really thought provoking on just so many levels. Number seven, we have Rebecca by Daphne DeMar. Um, Did I say that right? Probably not. Um, So would this even be a proper roundup of spooky books if I did not include Rebecca? No, definitely not. So it's a classic and it's just amazing. And I feel like that's all I kind of have to say about Rebecca, right? Okay. Number eight is Leaving Time by Jodi Picoult. And this might be of a stretch to throw this one in here because the only real supernatural element of this story is a medium, you know, someone who communicates with the dead, but it's one of Jodi Picoult's novels that'll stick with you for a while. Um, I read this story like over four years ago and I still think about it. Like it's bone chilling and sad and just absolutely lovely. And the twist is like jaw dropping literally. So, I mean, I'm just going to throw it in this list. And it also has a lot of amazing elephant facts. So it's, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, And then number nine, I am saving our favorite toddler book for last. And that is Room on the Broom by Julia Donaldson. The illustrations are clutched, are clutch, the rhymes are perfect, and it's just really fun to read out loud to our kids. In fact, my daughter is dressing up as the witch from Room on the Broom, mainly because we love this story, but also because the witch, as one of the lines in the book reads, the witch who has a long ginger braid, I'm sorry, has a long ginger hair in a braid down her back, 
Um, so my daughter has stunning long auburn hair, so it just feels like it fits and I'm really excited about it. So my friends, those are my nine magical book recommendations. Uh, we have number one, magic lessons by Alice Hoffman. Number two, the murmur of bees by Sophia Segovia. Number three, Circe by Madeline Miller. Number four, The Ninth House by Lee Bardo. Number five, Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell. Number six, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Number seven, Rebecca by Daphne Demure. I definitely said that wrong. <laughs> number eight, Leaving Time by Jodi Picoult. And number nine, Room on the Broom by Julia Donaldson. So I hope you love them as much as I do. And sidebar, the charming cooking school where I work hosts a handful of Saturday night girls night out demonstration classes per month. And this weekend I'm teaching a witches night out class in honor in, in order to honor Halloween. Um, and you bet that I'm including this list of my nine books in my recipe packet to share with our students. And you know what? Today is a good day, my friends. After 49 days, we finally have a working refrigerator in our kitchen. Let me repeat that again. We have been without a working refrigerator for 49 days. So I currently have a glass of my favorite wine in hand, and I got to cook in my gorgeous kitchen with a real fridge the way it was supposed to be cooked in, not bouncing back and forth between too many fridges, searching for ingredients I needed. It was just a good night, and I cooked pan-roasted chicken thighs with mushroom thyme cream pan sauce and brown rice. We paired it with our favorite white wine, which I am having another glass of right now uh, from a local vineyard. And I am just feeling so incredibly grateful and full of love for an appliance that I previously took for granted in the past. And just never again, never again will I take my refrigerator for granted. So cheers to that. Thank you so much for being here and tuning in today to uh, listen to my nine spooky and supernatural book recommendations. I hope you enjoy them as much as I did, and I will see you back here next week. Thanks so much.